Whether you own or rent, you are likely very aware of how hard it can be to find a new place to live in Toronto and in a lot of cities across Canada. Uh, But some good news, if you're lucky enough to have a backyard in Toronto, you might be able to build another little house back there. Uh, People can now legally build garden suites on their properties. So to explain this, I've got Karen Chappell on the line. She's the director of the University of Toronto's School of Cities. Hi, Karen. Hi. Thanks for having me. Now, this is exciting news, but I'm going to say that a lot of people don't have homes and don't have backyards. And they might be thinking, well, does this really matter to me? Well, it, it, it should matter to them. It should matter to all of us because whatever housing supply we can add, that's going to take pressure off the housing market. Mm-hmm. So if more people are adding garden suites, if we can get thousands of garden suites, um, that means that um, that will take uh, houses down, housing prices down across the region. And I, I love that angle because I hadn't thought of it originally because when I read the story, I thought, well, you know, I don't have a backyard, so this doesn't this has no impact on me. But yet when I, I've moved many times in the city and it's it's tough competition out there. So as you mentioned, if it can take a, if it can alleviate um, some of that uh, pressure on the housing market, then yes, I guess it could benefit me as a as a renter or as a potential homeowner. Yeah, that's right. And and it also will open up opportunities to move into some areas that have been very exclusive. So a lot of the single family areas in Toronto, there's just not much housing there, right? There's only big single family homes. But this means that there'll be a different types of housing there. There'll be smaller houses, little cottages. And that uh, means that there'll be more affordability suddenly in different parts of Toronto. So I'm going to guess this can benefit two groups of people. There's the homeowner who has the yard who can build a small home, uh, typically called a garden suite or um, like a coach house. And it can benefit those, as you mentioned, who are looking for a place to live. And maybe this type of housing uh, is something for them to consider moving into. But there's got to be, I'm sure, there must be rules around this. So just because you have a backyard doesn't mean you can suddenly put up a you know, five-story apartment building. Well, that's right. You can't just cut down all your trees. Um, you can't just pave over your whole backyard. You can't build up to the lot line. You know, you can't have have uh, windows peering over the fence so that, uh, you know, you can see into other people's backyards, right? So the city has put together a set of very reasonable uh, regulations that preserve privacy, that preserve um, uh, some of our trees, and um, and yet make it possible to add housing. Now, I know that, uh, so this is uh, an exciting new announcement for Toronto, but there are other cities in Ontario, uh, like Barrie and Kitchener, and then also across the country, Vancouver, Calgary, Edmonton, who've already been able to, uh, that have already allowed garden suites. So I'm sure that the city is you know, keeping their eye on how uh, those other cities ha- have been doing. Now, um, for those who are interested in in building a garden suite, what are the things they need to consider? Well, so of course you need to have some space in your in your backyard. Um, you, you may not need as much space as you think um, because you know you can build up. Um, you can build over your um, garage. Um, oh. Um, yeah, um, in some areas, um, you can, um, you, uh, and one of the things, you know, when we think about these homes, these garden suites, we think, oh my gosh, they're so tiny, I would never want to, one of those, it's, um, 
it's not going to be enough space to live in, but you can build a decent size uh, unit, mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, 400, 500 square feet, um, in, which is going to, and it can feel spacious because it's, it, it's uh, in the middle of a backyard. Well, I, I, like I'll admit to you, um, I've lived in 500 square feet, and the the condos in the city are just being built smaller and smaller. So for some, 500 square feet just seems a bit already seems spacious compared to what they might already um, be living in. Now, these garden suites traditionally, uh, who have they been built for? Well, one of the things that we've seen with garden suites um, around the world, really, uh, but really in North America where they've really taken off, um, is that it they're often for multi-generational living. So what you'll have is, is uh, grandma uh, will build one in her backyard um, and maybe she'll, um, you know, take, take in the, the, the um, grandson for a while when he's back from college, um, but then eventually she'll move back there and uh, the, the young family will come and take over the, the big house. So it allows for that kind of living style. Um, and again, uh, this is the sort of thing that makes you wonder, is this, is this really affordable housing? Well, it is affordable because grandma's not moving into another unit, right? She's mm -hmm. moving into her backyard. So she's, again, she's, we're creating more housing supply and that takes pressure off. And there aren't any rules around who can live in the garden suite, right? Like, as you mentioned, it could be a family member. And I, I agree that that's probably the um, incentive for a lot of people to build an extra suite in the back. But it could also be perhaps for someone who is looking at a property and uh, wants some help paying off their mortgage. Oh, absolutely. I mean, having that rental income stream is really important for um, for people trying to finance these. You, you want to be able to, to pay off um, the mortgage um, and... Um, and, and so you um, you also have people using them, you know, part time for a studio space, art studio or a writing studio. I mean, what what we found is that this is flexible housing um, and that's that's the value of it. You know, because right now we have we have row houses, we have semis, we have single family detached homes. They're really hard to convert. Mm -hmm. um, but what if we just have a, a, a suite, a backyard suite, which we can use for whatever we need, wherever we are in our, our life cycle, you know? Um, and so that, that makes it super convenient, super valuable kind of space, flex space. Now, I know you can that- rent it long term, you rent yeah. it short term. And, and I know that, um, for example, laneway housing, um, that seemed to take a while for those who wanted to, to build that uh, in Toronto. So hopefully now uh, it won't be- I guess uh, as complicated for people to build a smaller home in their in their backyard, but I could imagine that there might be some neighbors. There might be some people who are like, "Oh, I don't love the idea of, you know, this house going up uh, on my property line or, or close to it in the backyard." Yeah, so that that happens often at first when you adopt the new regulation, um, but then people see the new one going up. Um, on the next block, and they realize, hey, this is not obtrusive. This is not, uh, you know, densifying the area. There's not a ton of new cars parking on the street. It's actually um, a great way to add people, and I want one myself. And that's what we've seen in city after city is when these laws are enacted, there's a few brave people go out and, and do it, and their neighbors fight them, mm -hmm. and then the neighbors come around. Um, I built one in my yard, uh, 10 10 years ago, and my neighbor is finally just starting his. Oh, um, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's, um, 
Yeah, it just it's it's about education mm-hmm. and, and it's about you know getting getting used to seeing um, how the neighborhood's growing and um, and many of these are very attractive and the architects know how to make them beautifully. And I would imagine that it also could be really great for resale value. Um, it generally is. Yeah, you're adding more space, obviously. So um, it it sort of depends on the neighborhood that you're in, but yeah, in general, you're you have a bigger property, so you you have more home equity in the end. So if, uh, what's your one piece of advice for someone who's considering this? Go do it. Um, oh. <laughs> and here's, here's, what, you know, here's what you should do, though, is, okay. is don't be afraid of the zoning desk. All right. Don't be afraid to go and ask for help, especially the city of Toronto, the planning folks. I know them well. Mm-hmm. They want you to do this. Okay. They want to make it easy. Okay. And um, so go and ask questions. Don't be scared about, you know, are they going to, uh, you know, uh, ping me because I have an illegal uh, railing on my stairway. Mm-hmm. Um, just uh, they don't. They don't. You can have code issues in the rest of their house. They're not going to come after you. They they're going to support you to do this. That's amazing. Take Thank you. Advantage of that. That's great. Thank you so much, Karen. That's Karen Chapel, the director of the University of Toronto School of Cities.